Welcome to Equip, tools for navigating real life. Hi, I'm Pam Keneally. So you want to teach your kiddos responsibility? Well, welcome to every other mother on this globe. It's a common desire for all of us and an area many of us struggle with at least one time or another. But today, I want to give you some healthy guidelines that can help. Remember the Disney movie Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs? Snow White discovers the cottage of seven dwarfs where she sings like a chickadee and all the forest animals come to help her clean. My favorite phrase of the song reminds me of single mothers. It goes like this. So there's so much to do. Come on and get smart. Tune up and start. Just whistle while you work. <laughs> Amen. There is so much to do. And you ask, well, where are my forest animals? <laughs> Moms, they're under your roof. Perhaps it's time to introduce these little critters, called kids, to one avenue that teaches them responsibility. Chores. It's good for you, and it's best for them. Actually, it's a win-win for everyone. But we have questions. How can I teach them responsibility without nagging and screaming? Or how can I make them understand the importance of being a responsible person? And some moms even ask, can my kids learn responsibility? <laughs> As moms, we want our sons and daughters prepared for the real world of independence. Yes, dependence on God, but independence in being able to break away from the home when they're 18, ready to embrace the world out there. So here's the underlying fact. In the home, they need to learn the value of independence there. That is, getting to make choices on their own. And it is earned by learning to handle responsibility. So let's learn together three helpful tips that will help us help them get there. And oh, by the way, I think it'd be a good idea if we tried to whistle while we learn here. Number one, consider the chore assigned. Sometimes moms say, all I do is nag, 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 Pam, and it leads to yelling. Eventually, it just leads to yelling. Friends, if we nag and yell, ultimately, it might force them to do it, but it's not the kind of obedience we want. That's obedience under compulsion. But we would rather have the kind of obedience that teaches them to obey because it's pleasing to God. So let's examine for ourselves as moms a few things. Here's a few questions. Is the chore you're giving them a realistic responsibility toward the goal of realistic independence? In other words, is it the wrong task? For example, let's say you have a dog and you decide it's gonna be your kid's dog to take care of this animal. If a younger child uh, is, is in the house, most likely they're not gonna be able to do it, they're too young. And in adolescence, well, you know how they are, they don't focus very well. So most likely you're gonna to have to be doing part of the job caring that maybe you didn't want to do. Perhaps you had an unrealistic expectation. Or you might ask too, just how important is the task to the child I'm asking him to do? Is it a skill they need to acquire at this point in time? You need to give your kids, at, at, that is at least at first, when you're starting this, at first tasks that grant some level of the chance for them to succeed. And remember that while they're young, your goal is to coach and support, not to nag not to nag and nag. For example, it may sound like this. Honey, now how are you to fold the clothes? Remember, we do it like this. Or when you load the dishwasher, you might say, honey, remember the cups go up here. Indeed, the tone of voice 
is just as important as the age-appropriate chores that you're giving them to do. But what are the chores that are age-appropriate for our kids? I've jotted down a few things. Maybe these will help. And many of these you're likely probably already doing. For toddlers ages 2 to 3, the key word is movement. You know how they love to move. They can pick up the toys. They can dust. They can hold a feather duster. They can put clothes in the dirty clothes hamper. And always when they do these things, you want to be sure and say, good job, good job. Isn't it exciting to help around the house? Chores are fun. <laughs> Begin telling them early that it's fun to help around the house. Yes, even three-year-olds can begin learning responsibility in this way. So start young if possible and consider this. I love this. I had a friend one time that said anything eye level and below is considered cleanable. <laughs> For a three-year-old, that might be the baseboards. So give them a duster and tell them to go for it. For example, one time on Saturday mornings at my household, when I, I was a single mom, we spent the first part of Saturday morning playing Christian songs that led to the household whistle while they work idea while they cleaned everything eye level and below. We even made a game of it. I'd say, okay kids, by the end of the third song, if we have it all picked up and all our toys and we've dusted the legs of the bed, guess what? We all win. We all win. And they would jump up and down. You know how kids love to win. By starting early, actually, the children learn to build in their systems a work ethic that being a part of a family establishes something so important, a sense of belonging. Chores are so valuable. And then there's the preschooler, ages four to five. The key word here is helper. Use this time in your children's life to instill biblical principles to them. For example, God loves for us to be good helpers and cheerful givers. Or you might say, God promises to reward the heart of a cheerful helper and then have them repeat these truths. For example, they can load the dishwasher, on the bottom shelf at least. They can uh, carry the silverware to the table or they can clean the windows, or they can wipe down the bathroom sinks, or they can maybe match the socks or pull the weeds. I think that by this age, you just want to be creative. Make your choice fun. Make your chores rather fun. Make them fun. And listen, you don't have to call them chores. You can call them funsies or make up some little fun word for them or something that inspires them to see their job as an essential element in having a loving home and pleasing God at the same time. You see, the goal is to create that intrinsic value that helping is good, that helping is good. And by the way, don't forget as you do this, uh, don't forget to always say, good job, you are learning to be responsible. And also at this age, you can begin introducing other words like you are reliable or steadfast or trustworthy. I mean, what a great time now at this age to begin teaching your children character traits and what they mean. Like uh, enthusiasm. I like the way you did that with enthusiasm or orderliness or self-control. You were able to put aside things you didn't want to do and do what I asked you to do. That's called self-control or even thoroughness. You did a thorough job. Or even, you know, you're learning to be dependable. That is, fulfilling what, uh, what I ask you to do. So this is a perfect time to begin creating those character intrinsic traits. So just be creative. Ask God what would work in your home in teaching them to be responsible. 
One thing my kids did, and I love this, in fact, I have it on video. It was called the Good Manner and Bad Manner Play. And we would have a play, and they would play out good manners, and then they would play out bad manners. Now, I have to admit it, Jason loved it when we played the bad manners game. I would go in there and video, and he would play like he was getting out of bed. He'd jump out of bed. He'd stomp his foot, and he'd say, No, I'm not going to make my bed. No, I'm not going to obey. No, I'm not going to pick out my toys. And I'm not going to brush my teeth. <laughs> he loved it when I gave him permission to be bad. But one day, he did such a great job of being bad during our bad manners play that it upset his four-year-old little sister, Sarah. So upon hearing his acting disrespectfully, it upset her, and she quickly ran to the bathroom and brought me her toothbrush, yanked at my pants, and I looked down at those big old eyes, and she said, Mommy, I brush my teeth. Mommy, I brush my teeth. <laughs> how precious it was and how much really that depicts sometimes the nature of boys and girls. At least that's the way it was in my household, in my single-parent household. Jason would often test the limits, and Sarah liked to play it safe. All children are different. Just respect that individuality. So back to the point, just let them be helpers. But here's a caution. Don't expect perfection. That's not the goal. The goal is cooperation. And whatever they do after they work hard in cleaning their room, don't redo it in the adult style, but accept it as the kid's style and say, job well done, job well done. So how about the chores for the kids when they get a little older, like the elementary or the early elementary children, ages six to eight. The key word here is responsibility. They can wash the vegetables. They can vacuum. They can go to the mailbox and get the mail or fold the clothes or clean the toilets. That's not fun. Or they can do some other things. They can maybe sweep or collect the garbage or clean the microwave or perhaps they can uh, help feed the pets or water the garden, or they can help bring in the groceries. Uh, these are some fun chores for children of this age. You see, at this age, you can also do something else for your children. You can start having them memorize scripture, uh, like um, Colossians 3.20. Children, obey your parents in all things. Or you can have them memorize Psalm 145.9. The Lord is good to all. Or Ephesians 4.32, be kind one to another. At this age, memorizing scripture is so very valuable. And you can even begin it earlier than, than 6 and 8. You can even begin it, begin it from 4 to 5. And then there's the upper elementary, ages 9 to 11. The key word here is individuality, teaching them to be individ individuals. They can make their beds, set the table, begin to feed the pets. They can um, help you wash the car or rake the leaves or help make dinner. They can um, do some other things like put the laundry in the hamper or begin to vacuum or water the plants. And at this age, it's a great time to introduce the kids to highlighting verses in their Bibles and also a great time to help them find a daily action plan for Bible reading to where it becomes a habit for them and being God's Word every day. And then the next stage is the middle-aged school, ages 12 to 14. Oh, that's a fun age, ages 12 to 14. And the key word here is they are beginning to learn to be independent. They can clean their room with direction. 
They can mow the lawn, do their own laundry, clean the bathrooms. They can uh, shovel the snow, put away the groceries. They can even supervise the younger kids' choices to make sure their younger siblings are making good choices. There's all kinds of things this age child can do. But moms often ask me if kids should be paid to do their chores. You may disagree, but initially, when they are learning the responsibility and what it means to have chores as little ones um, and how it ties to making choices on their own, I say don't pay for chores. Uh, for doing their chores. Many preschoolers really are too young to understand the value of money. Explain that they work around the house because they live there. That's just what families do. Families help. Families work. You see, such a mindset sometimes might eliminate a future sense of entitlement. They work around the house because they live there. And then when they're old enough to understand the concept of money, maybe when they're in middle school, you can introduce the importance of budgeting and tithing, and then you can maybe pay them for their labor and help them use their chore money wisely, teaching them the tool of how to spend it wisely and use it according to God's principles. So this may be a good age to monitor that. And I also know that at this age, you're thinking with these middle schoolers, what if there's a power struggle? What if there's a power struggle? And oftentimes there is. You know, it's especially hard in a single parent home because there's no dad to quote, crack the whip. And you sometimes feel like the good cop and the bad cop. Amen? You just do. And it begins to wear you down. But I want to encourage you, Mom, don't give up. Hold your line. It's never too late to lead your kids to work around the house. So begin with baby steps, even if you begin when they're 14 years old, and build on those skills. So uh, choice number one uh, that we talked about today so far is consider the chore and is it age appropriate? Number two is this, consider what family life looks like under your roof. Listen, just because there's not a man in the house doesn't mean that you can't teach them about family life. Yes, you have likely had to redefine the way you do family, but it doesn't mean it's bad. It just means it's unique. It's different because you are a family. God is the head of your household, and he is empowering you to take the lead and create the framework for the children to live under. So you can do it. Just sit down with them and say something like, you know what, kids, everybody in the family has a responsibility. My job is to go to work and support the family. Your job is to go to school. Your job is to learn. And your job is to come home and contribute to the family. It's great for them to begin the idea that they're contributors. And make it clear that being in a family is much like having a business chores and, and the different things that they do, they, they pitch into the family's business so that it runs successfully. Sometimes phrasing it in this way makes it easier for a child of any age to understand the dynamics of the family unit and why you all work together. But you might be thinking, well, Pam, what if I don't have a job? Well, I just want to encourage you here at this point, don't ever feel bad to expect more of your kids at certain times in, as a season as a single mom. And again, you might have to coach them and how to handle the chores around the house. You might have to remind them that, that before you sit down and watch your, when you come from, from school and watch your afternoon movie or have your snack, before you get home from school, remember you have to empty the dishwasher. Sometimes when you tie it to something more logically to other things that your child is doing, he'll be more likely to remember and not to forget. And sometimes younger children or younger kids need visual reminders, such as a chart or a sticker chart to help them remember. 
and other children just need some structure and some consistent expectations. You need to have expectations of expectations of them. And moms, don't be afraid to give consequences when they don't, they purposely don't follow through. And oftentimes, as a single mom, I just want to throw this in here. There are difficulties, and there, there, there are difficulties. There are times that you may need to see a professional counselor and get counseling for your children or for you to help you get over a certain hump. That is very normal, and don't hesitate not to get a counselor if you think it's necessary. So number two is this. Consider what family life looks like under your house. And number three is this. Consider the ultimate value of chores. You see, when Jason and Sarah were three and four, I created a work chart, and I realized early on the value of a routine in assigning family duties. It somehow created a sense of safety for them. It helped them rely really on their surroundings when otherwise our household at times felt rather upside down. Sound familiar? Just kind of upside down. That's the way it feels at times. Yet there were other benefits, and there are other benefits in joining around the house that serve them well as adults and now as parents when they learn the value of chores. So tucked inside the duties of folding the clothes and sweeping the floor and cleaning out drawers are a myriad of life lessons, undeveloped skills and character building treasures hidden in those activities. So why establish chores as a primary means of teaching your kids responsibility? Let me give you 10 reasons why. Chores build self-esteem. Completing a job and doing it well creates a feeling of accomplishment. Number two, chores generate a sense of family value, that is, of belonging and purpose and significance. Number three, chores instill the importance of completing what one starts. We know how important it is that when you start something, you finish it, and you start that early with chores. Number four, chores establish order in the home, harmony and organization. Number five, chores introduce the concept of teamwork. And that's so important as they get out in the real world in college and work on projects and go to a job that they understand the value of working together. Number six, chores prepare children for the real world. Friends, nothing prepared my son more for the real world than the job he had when he was in eighth grade. Chores prepare them for later. Number seven, chores grant the opportunity to give back and feel like contributors. It feels good to contribute. It feels good to make a difference. And chores allow them the opportunity to do that under, under the structure of a family unit. And number eight, chores develop integrity. I think we've already talked about that. Integrity, character, steadfastness, accountability, doing your best, being punctual, uh, this is the place that you, you can start to develop integrity. And number nine, I love this. Chores teach biblical principles. Philippians 2.14 Do everything without grumbling and complaining. 1 Corinthians 9.6 God loves a cheerful giver. And best of all, I love this. Chores empower you as a mom and it empowers them. But you especially, after all... When you look at your household, isn't life more pleasant around the household when there's less nagging and a framework in which to live under? Of course there is. My, oh my, oh my, consider the value of chores. You know, I heard a quote that stopped me dead in my tracks the other day, and it says, Children who do too little 
have moms who probably do too much. Ouch. But amen at the same time. Children who do too little probably have moms who do too much. So go ahead. Join Snow White in the Whistle While You Work song. And especially consider the last stanza. It goes like this. Come on, put on a grin and start right in. Yes, my friends, start right in today. It's never too late to begin coaching the kids through chores. And remember, you are not alone. God will show you how to lead your household because he loves your kiddos even more than you. And when you yield their well-being to him, they become his responsibility. Praise God, praise God. So God bless my friends. Thank you for listening to an Equip podcast. To find out more about Arise Ministries or resources offered for single moms, visit www.ariseministries.net.